Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Randy Rogers, and we're going to be talking to Randy about his new book entitled The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation. Randy Rogers is the president of Telefilm Inc., a Los Angeles-based production company handling the promotion of Hollywood blockbusters like The Matrix, Harry Potter, Pearl Harbor, Batman, Superman, Shrek, and Indiana Jones. A career spanning four decades in newspaper, television, and motion pictures, working for and with such companies as NBC News, Disney, Warner uh, Brothers, Paramount, Universal Pictures, MGM, Lionsgate, Sony, and DreamWorks, has earned him several Emmy Emmy nominations, I'll get that one out yet, Emmy nominations, and numerous press club awards. Now... Growing up in Jonestown, a western Pennsylvania steel town, Randy began his lifelong path as a photographer when he asked for his very first camera from a Green Stamps catalog on his 10th birthday. His first job, that of a part-time usher at the State Theater in 1969, subtly foretold uh, where the path uh, would be heading. For from that day on, his real career would be in the news and motion pictures business. Now, his baptism into the pool of metaphysics began with breakfast on the morning of April the 23rd, 1986, when he read this horoscope to his wife. What seemed to be a no-exit proposition will be brighter. You will have more love and money as a result. Get ready for that new start. Display pioneering spirit. Why don't we ask our guest this hour, Randy Rogers, to join us now and to uh, tell us what happened. Uh, Randy, first of all, welcome to the Exxon. What happened the rest of that day, April 23rd, 1986? Well, I, I, I was having breakfast and was reading that horoscope, and uh, 
I said to my wife after I read it, I said, well, I said, maybe I said, NBC is going to call me today and offer me a job. And I, I said it jokingly and left the house and started to go out to my um, job in a bureau that I had worked east of uh, Phoenix in. And uh, the station called me and had me come downtown. They, and as soon as I walked in the door, uh, the uh, receptionist said, oh, you have a message here. And now, I never even came into the front main office because I had worked in the bureau for the last couple of years. And when I uh, came in, I was shocked to see this message, and here it was uh, from an Edwin Croft at NBC News. And sure enough, they they had called and offered me a job that day. Wow. So uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was using my what I talk to people about now, my feelings to say what what was coming through to me, and uh, and it was actually the truth. Tell me, is this a case of synchronicity? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a big time case of synchronicity, and and uh, and beyond that, that, I mean that was uh, definitely using uh, your feelings. What I t- I try to talk to people about is how to communicate with this uh, guidance we get from the other side, and how how it's coming through us uh, to us on a daily basis. And to use your feelings, don't think about things too much, but go with what your feelings tell you to do. Go with the flow, so to speak. Right. Randy Rogers is our special guest, Exo Nation, and Randy and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. Two uh, websites for Randy, www.keyoflife.net, that's www.keyoflife.net, and www.randolphrogers.com, that's R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H-R-O-G-E-R-S.com, Randolph Rogers. Dot com, And we're going to be talking about Randolph's new book, The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. Then the show is repeated in its entirety from 2 until 6 a.m. right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, Africa, India, and Europe. The Exxon will come back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with Randall J. Rogers and yours truly, Rob McConnell, as we continue broadcasting around the world and into the great beyond from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network and the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. 
Randy Rogers is our special guest. He's the author of Key of Life, a Metaphysical Investigation. And uh, Randy, are you still experiencing the synchronicity in your life? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Every day there's something going on, and uh, it's uh, it's something that once you recognize it, it you mm-hmm. realize it's been going on all your life, and you and now you're aware of it, so you can uh, use it to guide you along and and see how these changes in your life are going, and not be so upset when they come up, and realize that it's happening for a reason. What was your motivation or the drive behind your writing the Key of Life, a metaphysical investigation? Well, I mean, the, the story is about uh, the. Fact that I I moved into a new house and had the feeling that a friend of mine had passed away from uh, grade school and I don't know, didn't know why I had these feelings but they wouldn't go away and it started me on a search for her and and when I did find her a year later she had passed away from what I was working on which was an ovarian cancer video and that's what triggered me to see this synchronicity and of things that 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 there was no accident these events were occurring and that everything in my life was very synchronous and. So I, and the newsman in me, and from working at NBC News out here, I had always mm-hmm. uh, kept a notebook and a pen with me, and I just kept a journal of everything that happened that uh, night. And that, and from that night on, when I had a dream, the initial dream that this had happened, and everything um, just fell into place. I just kept a journal every every day because something started happening every day. Now. How did it feel when you were in that house uh, and when you first moved in? How did you know something was going on? How how did the feelings come to you? Well, I was watching the sunset. Uh, I just moved in. It was June twenty third, nineteen ninety five, and I mm-hmm. was watching the sunset. And I just this overwhelming feeling came into me, and it was a feeling. It wasn't a thought. It was it, it physically made me get almost ill. That I almost buckled over whenever the thought of this friend of mine being gone. Um, hit me and and then I I tried to push it out of my head, but it just kept coming back. Well, you know, find out now. Call your mother and ask her. And well, I called my mom immediately, and and I didn't tell her I was having a thoughts or sure. premonitions, but I just started asking her about um, Kathy Lynch, and this was the girl that I had gone to grade school with. And she didn't know where she was, and I didn't tell her that I was having these dreams, so it didn't push her to really start to look hard for. Her. So I kind of started my own internet search over the next year, and then the following year is when I had a, uh, it had been a year I'd been looking for, and then I had a, I went to bed on July the 5th of 96 and had a dream, and, and then I, I, it woke me up. It was such an intense dream, and Kathy was calling out to me, telling me to wake up and write down all these details. And I went downstairs, did that, got back in bed, and that's when I had this out-of-body experience. And once that occurred, that was... Just uh, I, I couldn't put it down. I, I just knew something was happening. I had never experienced anything like this. I, I didn't come from that kind of family. I wasn't a metaphysical person. I didn't even know what the words meant or any of these things were. So I uh, the next day I called my mother and told her what had been happening, and, and that spurred her to start to look for Kathy, which ultimately, by the end of the month, uh, she found her and found that she had passed away from ovarian cancer. And that that just that the I, I the newsman in me wouldn't let go of the story. Tell me, who is Lucy? 
Well, as I went down this path of looking for Kathy, I, these synchronicities led me to this woman, a Russian woman named Lucy Postoloff, and she's out here in Los Angeles and an acupuncturist. And somebody told me I should go in and let her stick some needles in me, and then it, and I could find all these answers out by going into a past life. Well, I didn't understand any of this, but I thought, well, you know, everything kept getting weirder and weirder, so I went in to see her, and as soon as I walk in and start to tell her I'm working on a cancer video and I'm trying to find out, she interrupts me to tell me her mom's got cancer really badly and is in this certain program at UCLA. Well, Lucy starts describing the program that I was shooting the video on. <laughs> and everybody else would say, oh, well, that was a coincidence. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't a coincidence. There was no such thing as a coincidence at this point in my life. So I let her put these needles in me and... uh that took me into these past lives, and I started describing who I was, who even who Lucy was, and mm-hmm. how all these people that were in my life now were connected to me somehow in the past. And then I started proving these stories. Uh, the That's where the chilling part comes, is every time I'd go into a session, I'd come out of it, and something in my own life was tied in directly to the story that I had told. Now, these regressions, regression sessions with Lucy... How do they work? Is it just acupuncture, or is there some hypnosis? Well, you know, it's that's a good question, because it she doesn't practice hypnosis. She just practices the acupuncture. She uh, puts four simple needles in me, two, one in each wrist and one in each of my foot, in the arch of my foot. And I'm lying on this table, and I'm getting, and it's, an acupuncture is a very relaxing, hypnotic type of a, a treatment. You just sit there, take a breath, hold it, let it go. So in that essence, it is almost like a hypnosis, but you're just lying there, you're getting very relaxed, and then she says you're going to see this hall of doors, this room full of doors, and one of them's going to open for you. And sure enough, I'm being a visual person I was, I, I thought, well, maybe I'm creating this, you know. I'm, but I saw these doors, but the difference was, I mean, I create things in my mind. Everyone does. You can get an image of something you think you want to see or you're going to see, and, and you can visualize it very clearly. But this image, this movie it turned on in my head wasn't just in my head. I went into the movie. I was knew I was lying on a table. I was fully aware that I was there. I could hear Lucy. I could hear her questions. Yet I was also in another place. And I, it was like you left your body, and you're in a second world, and you're you're there to experience it and see these events that are going to play out and boy they did play out right in front of you you could see the and touch you could feel things and smell things and everything was enhanced a hundred times what it is on on this life here it, the colors were so vibrant and everything about it was just saturated so it was an experience i'd never ever had before I've never heard a regression session sound so alive, and I've been doing this show now for 19 years. Have you done one? Oh, no. No, I haven't. You've got it. You've got it. And, and it doesn't matter if you're using hypnosis or mm-hmm. or this acupuncture. And ever, ever since I started talking about Lucy, and I'm probably the most regressed person in America on acupuncture because no one apparently does it except her. Uh, I haven't heard anyone else call up or found any you know, information about this. And she kind of stumbled into it quite accidentally when she was treating a patient years ago 
for what she thought was epileptic uh, seizures, that somebody had told her that's what they were, and she didn't have a feeling that that was true, and she started taking this person back in their lifetime to see what was wrong, just started talking to them about the past, and they completely jumped back into another life and started describing things to her. And then she realized that something about the combination of the pins and the relaxation allowed them to access this other part of us. Tell me, Randy, who were you in a previous life? Wow. <laughs> well, there were a lot of them, but the first one, um, well, the very first one I went into, I was on this path, and I was this Native American boy, and I was, and it was very symbolic uh, regression session to show me that there was some connection between me and these women that had the cancer, and that's how she interpreted the first one. But the second session I went into, I was in England in the 1560s, and I was this twin I was a twin sister of Kathy, the girl who had passed away that I knew in this life. We were twin girls in that life. And I described myself in detail and then described this place and what it looked like, this castle and all these details of it. And I came home and wrote it all down, too. Well, then I started saying, this is how the synchronicity started occurring in my life. I said, I've got to go over to England someday. I know I can find this place. Well, a week or two later, I got a book from my mother about our family, and it was written in the 70s, long after I'd left Pennsylvania, but it wasn't really a book, but a, a family tree thing that somebody had written. And back in along it, I'm researching back through it, and I found out that we were back in our family name on my grandmother's side was Wakefields. And um, I hear this, they described this castle in England, and it was the same description I had given. So I'm going, well, I've got to get over to England to see this. Well, I didn't have a job there. I was supposed to be doing a thing with Madonna on uh, Evita in December. And then next thing I know, Sly Stallone calls out of the blue and has to go around the world on this movie called Daylight. We're going to be gone for a week. All these different countries, but in England, I'm going to have one day off, and it's going to be in England. So that day off, I got on a train and went three hours north of London, found this place, and everything was where I said it was, and exactly the way I said it was. I felt so at home to be up there. It was unbelievable. What was it like walking into this castle and and feeling so at home? Well, the castle, first of all, the castle wasn't there anymore. Just the walls and the, and some of the structure of it, mm-hmm. the, the whole layout of the grounds on top of this mountain. And I describe it in the book how you couldn't see it from the train station. So I was just relying on my feelings to find this place. There were no signs or anything. And I got over there. And I found these steps that I had seen in my regression session that I had described. And I started going up them, and I knew where I was then. At that point, I just knew where everything. And I walked right down this road, and there it was, right in front of me, the castle. And I started walking around this area looking for this drawbridge that I had been standing on. It used to be there, and I couldn't find it. And, you know, later on, I walked into the uh, little shop that they had there, because it was now a historical monument of where this castle was. And the guy said, hey, I started describing this drawbridge. I said, didn't it have a drawbridge out here? And this, he goes, oh, it was right. I saw you walking around in that area. He goes, come here with me. And he took me in the back room and showed me a painting of this castle. And, oh, man, when I saw that, I was just beside myself because it was what I had described in my regression session down to the last detail. In, in fact, even on the drawbridge in the painting from the back, this painting was from the 1650s. Mm-hmm there was a a little person standing exactly where I described I was when I was in the uh, session. So from that point on, I knew where everything else was in the town. I walked into the town. The market square was where I said it was. The butcher shop was even right where I'd seen my uncle as the butcher back then, still in the same place today. 
Unreal. Randy yeah, it Stewart. was it was uh, it was an incredible. It, that's what drove me to keep going with the story. It was my own eyes seeing things that I was describing with no having never been there in this lifetime. Randy, stand by. Uh, we've got to take a news break, uh, but thanks sure. very much for joining us uh, tonight. This is a fascinating story, and as I said, one of the well, the most compelling story that I have ever heard on regression doing the show now for nearly 20 years. Randy Rogers is our special guest, Exxon Nation. Two websites, thekeyoflife.net and randolphrogers.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break talking more about The Key of Life, a metaphysical investigation right here in the Exxon. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You know, doing this show for nearly 20 years and listening to Maria Muldar sing about Midnight at the Oasis, nobody has been able to tell me how you put your camel to bed. Mind you, I'm probably the only person in the world who wants to know how you put a person's camel to bed. But anyway, inquisitive minds want to know. Exonation, my guest this hour is Randy Rogers. He's the author of The Key of Life, Metaphysical Investigations. Uh, a Metaphysical Investigation. And uh, during the commercial break, Randy and I were talking. And, and Randy, can you share the James Bond story with our Exonation? Well, uh, sure. I was talking about... Um a good example is of understanding mm-hmm. of these roles we play in this, this why we come in and out of these lives, these past lives, and why there's so many of them is uh, I had a, a, a recent uh, synchronicity event happen with me, and it was on, again, it was on December 23rd of this past year, and the 23 number, when you read this book, plays really huge in the book. In fact, it's on the cover. The entire cover has symbols hidden in it. And all these symbols meant something in my life. They started showing up, and the number 23 seemed to drive it along. Well, on December 23rd, I was doing a book signing in Venice, and uh, at, when I was at the signing, a uh, guy walks up to me and introduces himself and wants to listen to the talk I was going to give and says his name was George Lazenby. Well, I immediately recognized who he was, and George Lazenby was an actor who had played James Bond in one movie, and it was 
And I said to him, I looked at my watch, I said, George, I said, exactly, I said, in 1969, exactly 40 years ago, I said, exactly this evening, 40 years ago, I was on a ladder in a snowstorm in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I was 16 years old. I was putting up uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, George Lazenby plays James Bond. I was putting that on the marquee. And I said, and I saw this movie hundreds of times. I said, it was my favorite James Bond movie. And I was looking for a sign today when I came here, and I thought, so when I do something big in my life, that there's always a sign there in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I had just bought an engagement ring for my girlfriend that evening and l- was looking to see if this is the right path. And here he shows up at the at the uh, signing. And that James Bond movie was the only one in which James Bond had gotten married. And so I looked at that as a sign that I was on this path and things were occurring the way they were supposed to. It, there was always a marker like that. And so then later in the talk, I used mm-hmm. him as an example to to try to explain to people why, because people always ask, why are you a somebody famous when you uh, reincarnate? Although I I was in one of the lives, and but other ones I was just normal people. But I said anyone can be anyone, and that means anyone can be Abraham Lincoln, and more than one person could have played that role because it's a nonstop, continuous loop, this life we're on. And just because we're on this timeline right now, when we're out of the timeline, when we're on the other side where our spiritual life resides, you can jump back into it again and play that role again or play another role. And James Bond was the perfect example to use. And I said, I said to the group, I said, when I say the word James Bond, what does everyone think of? I mean, what do you think of, Rob, when you hear the word James Bond? 007. I, I think of Sean Connery. Right. I think of gorgeous ladies, the Bahamas, yeah. Jamaica. Exactly. You think of a you think of a British Secret Service agent has a gun, a license to kill mm-hmm. all the women around him, all the fantastic adventures he's on, and that character is embedded in all of us. That we all know what James and who James Bond is. Yet, how many people have played James Bond? We've got Sean Connery. You know, uh, Roger Moore. You've got. Uh, uh, Daniel Craig playing him right now. You Timothy have, Dalton. Well, and you had George Lazenby yeah. play one single role, solitary role of him. Yet each one of those spirits, and you've got to look at them as the spirit giving John, James Bond that energy. I mean, they gave him the drive, the the character, the spirit of his role, um, and on the screen. Yet James Bond's character always remained James Bond. So why is it when people have? hypnotic regression they always are as as you said somebody grand most women want come out saying that they were cleopatra men come out saying that they were a pharaoh or napoleon why not well you know why well they they did they played these roles and that and more than one of them did more than one person could have been jesus christ jesus christ was just a character Granted, the church and everything has raised it up into something other than that, but it was a spirit playing a role, a character in this lifetime, and that's what that's what he was. He was here to preach this, you know, the gospel and the word of love and all that. And and, and our storyline says that he was crucified. Now, if you believe all the storyline of what happened, and those events did occur, but more than one person, and that character isn't gone. He's still there. That loop is still playing. It's nonstop, and. Multiple people, all of us, have experienced it. Whether we played the role or not, the fact that 
we're all connected on the other side allows each of us to gather something from the other spirit playing it. So that that connection on the other side is what I'm talking about. When you pass away, when you're the, the thing the thing you've got to remember here is that you're not really Rob McConnell and I'm not really Randy Rogers. We're these spirits playing these roles. And when you can look in the mirror at, in the morning and see past that veil of who you're playing and see who you really are, then you've achieved something in your life. You've, you've really risen to the point where you've, you've seen your own true spirit and who you are, and, and that will really push you along your path. And you'll realize that you're really indestructible. Sure, Rob, Mara, uh, Rob McConnell can uh, you know, pass out and drop over dead right now, but the spirit, the person that's really in you, that, that I mean, it's not person, but the spirit that's driving Rob McConnell will always go on, and that's who you truly are. Is, is this spirit. And sure, you played Rob McConnell, and next life you might come back and play Abraham Lincoln, because that story, all these stories are playing at the same time. <laughs> That's the other thing. Everything is going on all at the same time. And I know it's a hard concept to think of, because we're sitting on a timeline here that only moves in one direction, forward. But when you step outside that, you can look forward, backward. That's how you can see the future or see the past or see the, what's going on right now in, as far as the timeline, where it's moving. But when you're outside of it, all things are possible to see. What's the purpose of life, then? Well, that's, there, there you have it right there. The purpose of life is the spirits, you uh, and everyone else, coming in, we're playing these roles, and people all want to meet a movie star. You're all, we're all talk about what somebody famous. I always say, look in the mirror. You're the most famous person you're going to meet because you're this spirit playing this main role where you're the star of the movie. The, the whole thing, really, the world does revolve around you. And everyone can say that about themselves because they're a star playing in their own movie, yet you're also acting as a supporting actor in everyone else's movie. That's how our life works here. That's how, that's how we all connect with each other. We're each a star in our own little role, yet all our roles interact with each other's and play supporting roles to everyone else. So when that life is over, when you leave, when your body's done and you go out to the spirit that drove that role, that played James Bond or played Rob Morrow or whatever, Rob McConnell or Randy Rogers, all those spirits, they grew. You'll have grown tremendously when you go out of, out of this life. And that's why when you look at people that come into this life and play someone with cerebral palsy or, or uh, Down syndrome or, or any kind of crippling disease or, or just this hardship they're going through and you're thinking, why does this person have that? It's not, they, it wasn't thrust on them. They accepted that role and jumped into it because they know they were going to get the greatest spiritual growth out of it. And it's really what we're here to attain is, is that struggle and it causes that spirit within you to grow. I mean, the, the, the movies we do out here in Hollywood all portray that. There's always a spiritual growth in the movies. You always see the character at the end of it stronger because of some kind of a trauma or whatever he went through in the story. So is religion fictitious? Is this just another part of the script that, that uh, you know... The, oh, the everything's the, a part. Yeah, yeah so, everything is a part of the script. And the funny thing is, we all wrote the script. Everyone in here playing the role wrote the script that we're in. And people, the, the one other thing people always ask is, so do, is everything then fated, or do we have 
choice in life? Is, uh, is it really um, all predestined? And I said, we have the illusion of choice. We created a perfect world that we come into that makes it appear that we have a choice. When we get down to the road and we're going to make a left or a right, that there's this big decision to make. But in reality, the internal spirit inside of us is driving us along on a script, and we're following that path that we're on, and we stay on it. We stay to the character. We stay to the role. And that's why people don't come out of character. They're, if they're mean to you or whatever's going on, they're there to move your character along its direction direction too so so when things aren't going your way don't think they're not going your way they actually are they're moving you to keep you on your path and keep you moving and growing as spiritually and it always when you look back over your life you realize that everything happened for a reason to keep you moving in this direction so if we are all actors in our own little production, we're the casting director, we're the, we're the makeup right. artist, we're the wardrobe designer, everything that, that you see at the end of the movies, all those credits, we are, does that mean everything around us is basically a prop, a set, that's not real? Oh, nothing is real. It, yeah, that's the only thing it's real is the spirit that's driving you. Everything you see around you is not there. <laughs> and that's why I say that if you can look into the mirror, when you can look past this, that veil that's pulled over you, when you're when you're born here, that's why nobody remembers these past lives. And I don't remember them. Mm-hmm. I was a lot of a lot of things, played a lot of roles, and I don't remember a single one. The only way I can was going into the regression session leaving my body, basically, that's what you're doing in these acupuncture sessions, leave the body, go over to this other world that's nowhere far away from here, it's like switching dials on a radio station, and grab a piece of it and come back and tell the story, then see how it's connected to what I'm involved with today. And so that that world that we're walking around in, it is, is definitely not real. The only thing in it that's real are all the spirits inhabiting all the roles that are playing here. I mean, from the animals down to the plants to everything is all absorbed with this life that's coming from this other world that we come from. What do you say to the uh, cynics or the non-believers? Well, the funny thing is, I have I have a lot of friends that are like that, including I was one. I was a newsman that didn't believe any of this. So when it started, I was just taking notes and asking a lot of questions. And a lot of the people I knew that in the news business, I've sent them the book, and they're just blown away with how, after they read the story, they said, oh, this is starting to happen to me. I'm seeing this or seeing that. And I say, well, it isn't just starting. It's been going on. You're just now opening your eyes to seeing the synchronicity. And that's what I talk about at the end of the book, because the book isn't uh, a book that teaches or tells you anything. It's a true story of everything that happened, and that's why when you start to read it, you can't let go of it, because it's a story that drags you along on this ride that all these events occurring with me. But at the end, I talk to you about examining the details in your own life and keeping your eyes open and watching how synchronous your day is and how one event that will occur, and it can be the most 
the, the thing you would not have suspected at all. Somebody talking to you on a grocery store line will say something, and if that word sticks with you later in the day, if you re- you'll see some other sign that matches with that, and you'll think, wow, I just heard this word, and now this happened, and then you start to see that your life is just floating down this perfect road, and everywhere that you're going to make a sharp turn, there's going to be a huge sign there showing you that's the direction to go. So at this point, I, there's one question I'd like to ask you. Who is God then? Who created us, and where do our spirits come from? Well, this will, this will maybe shock everyone, but not a lot of people, the New Age people out there know it. We're all God. We're all a piece of that energy that we, if, if you want to call it God or whatever you want to call it, but it's all of us combined on the other side that are creating this. And, we, and that spirit broke itself apart. I mean, you know, it sent these energies down into all these things so that it could grow. And it's really, if you want to call it God, it's God growing. And he's growing within, by all of us being a piece of that coming down, playing the role, coming back, becoming part of one of the whole, of the whole thing of it, it you know, the whole energy, uh, spirit, God, whatever you want to call him. That's all of us together. And then in this life, it's all of us separated. And that's why we have such a connection. I mean, literally, from the, the bum on the street to every person out there, we all know each other, and we're all one. It sounds like something out of Star Trek with the Borg, the collective. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> except it's not—it's not that terrifying thing. It's not—I mean, we we create great stories out yeah. here in Hollywood and great things to you know to thrill and excite us and that. But that's not where—I mean, on a real scale, we're really this incredible um, energy of love. I mean, that's what it feels like to be on this other side. It's an overwhelming emotion of love that washes over you. And every time I'd go over there in these regression sessions, the, that was the one thing I described completely in the book was how much this motion washed over you. All right, Andy. Uh, Randy, stand by. You yeah. and I have to take our final break. Exonation, www.thekeyoflife.net and www.randolphrogers.com. Randy and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network and the Talkstar Radio Network. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Randy Rogers is our special guest uh, this hour, X-Zone Nation. What a story. I can hardly wait to, uh, to read The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation. Randy, is there a special bond between you and the regressionist um, Lucy? Oh, yeah, it was, to know who she was, how we had played these characters together, and and um, 
and I started telling her who she was in one of these regression sessions and and she was holding up a plate that I could see my reflection in and when I when she lowered it in this past life I started saying that it was she was my wife in one of these lives and described it in detail and then went home and the book has all the details I mean that that's what this story is about I was I'm, I'm meticulous for the detail of every part of it to describe how how this all connected together and when I when I got home and these events started happening it scared me it, it literally I was so scared I couldn't understand how this could be happening how could this possibly be true and yet it just appeared to be I mean it just there was no other explanation for how I would know all these answers and be able to tell her these things about herself so where does your story go from here, Randy? What, what are you working on now? Well, I'm working on uh, actually a screenplay at the moment, uh, and it's not the the book. The book itself will be a movie someday, too. But I have another screenplay that was synchronistically handed to me and tied into this whole story as well. Because when I did these regression sessions, I not like I said, you can once you step outside this timeline, once you go to the other side, it's like stepping out of a computer. Like you have a computer sitting on your desk and in it is a movie and you can go and access that movie and look at the front beginning and end. That's what it's like to be on the other side. Where where you have that control, you're you're looking at something that you can see the end of it. Yet, if you were inside the computer and playing in the movie, you would only be at that point in time of where the movie was playing. So that's a good way to describe how it is to be on the other, to go over on these regressions or go over to the other side of where you go when you pass away. And when I went to one of these sessions back 14 years ago, I instead of going backwards, I entered a door that went forward. And I was looking, and I went in and stepped in, and I described myself as being in my late 50s or early 60s, and that I was Randy Rogers. You know, I was playing this role of Randy Rogers, and I described that I was directing this movie and described this whole town in detail that I had built as a set. And now, just a year ago, I get handed this story that matched. I started reading it and realized the description of this town matched the story that I said 14 years ago of what I was doing. So I went back east, checked out this place, and had them pull up old photos of it from the 1870s, and there it was, everything that I had described in detail. And that's the town I was building. So that's the screenplay I'm working on now. It's a period piece from the 1800s about two girls and these metaphysical, these true metaphysical events that occurred to them back then. Randy, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, great story. I can hardly wait to read the book. Continued sure. success, and, and I hope to have you back on in the future so that we can further discuss your your book, your lives, describe your many past lives, and share more with the Exxon Nation. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Rob. Randy um, Rogers has been our guest this hour. www.thekeyoflife.net is his website, as well as randolphrogers.com. He's the author of The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break and the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Don't go away. 